Let's get ready to rumble! Information jam-packed show today. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Your date is producer AB. It's hump day, Mr. Luke. AB, let's go. Happy Wednesday. Happy trading. I'm back from the dead. Uh, and we're ready to get into it today. How does that sound? Let's do it. I know we've got a couple live trades um, to make on the show today, Luke. But real quick. We're going to start with a new segment. Um, this segment is where we take a ticker from the chat. In this case, though, I'm going to give Luke one. He's going to pull up Benzinga Pro, go to the financials on the stock in Benzinga Pro, look at you know the revenue, the balance sheet, and give a letter grade based on um, you know his findings in two minutes or less. So he might say, hey, the financials look like a, a B plus to me or a C minus. Um, so the first one we're going to go with Luke and I'm in the mood to YOLO buy stocks today. I'm well, definitely might... in a YOLO, YOLO stock buying mood today. So if anybody has tickers for me, drop them in there. You might want to buy this after, uh, doing the quick financials on it. Ticker H M Y. If you were watching live trading with Benzinga today, you saw me open a position, um, in this stock. And, and now I want to hear Luke's take on it. I, I can't do it. I want to know if Spencer Israel will know the reason Spencer. Ticker HMY. Why could I not buy that stock? It's giving me negative flashbacks to what? Yeah, Spencer knew. Spencer knew. Who out there remembers ticker HMNY? It's not HMY. HMNY. Who remembers that stock? I don't know if this is the same company. I'm looking at it right now. No, it's a different company. It's just too close, okay? It's too close. Well, we, we can still look at the, the financials. We of, can still look at the financials, and we will. But but who remembers which ticker HMNY was? That that was, was a blast from the past. There Someone we go. We got it. Movie Pass? It was Movie Pass. Helios and Mathinson. Let, 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 let's, let's take two seconds, Producer AB, and go over this story again. This is one of the greatest stock stories of all time, okay? So, so here's a wild chart that we're looking at, okay? There, there's some stock splits in here, but basically you have the stock right now is trading at 0.0005 cents. The high on this chart was about $10,000. Again, there were some splits in there, uh, but this was Helios and Mathinson, um, which was also MoviePass, okay? Here, here's why this this gives me like, like bad flashbacks, all right? Uh, Helios and Matheson, a company that existed for 30 years, publicly traded for many years, had a fine business. It was basically an analytics business. Uh, and, and one of their plays for their analytics business was to get into uh, uh, movie analytics. And, and, and they, were, they were basically going to produce this data on movies and movie going and then sell it to the movie studios to help inform decisions. OK, so, so they're an analytics business existed for decades getting into the movie business, collect analytics on moviegoers, sell that to the movie studios, okay? How did they do that? Sam remembers. Sam in the chat remembers. They did that with, with the offering movie pass for anybody who remembers that craze. It was, I think it was like $10, $20 a month. You could go to unlimited movies, unlimited movies at the movie theater. The reason why they did this was that so that way they could collect that user data, run it through their analytics engine, repackage it, and then sell out that user data. Okay, so 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 that was the Helios and Matheson story. The stock went 
buck effing wild. Okay, look at this. We we have again. This is split adjusted, but it's the best we have. Two fifty to four thousand dollars. Uh, when when movie passes the craze, okay, it, it was everywhere. It was the front page of CNN.com, etc. Slow trickle of death when the company ran into financing issues. The company said we had financing, we're good to go. Stock spikes, goes crazy again. Company has to shut down its its movie pass program. Company can't get financing, and this business that had existed for decades essentially went bankrupt in a matter of months. Okay, so 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 that's the Helios and Matheson. That's the movie pass story. It's like like the the biggest, highest profile stock blow up story that I can remember. Probably probably the most fun stock blow up story since Enron. I'm gonna throw that out there. If anybody has a better stock blow up story, I definitely want to hear it. Um, but yes, Helios and Matheson, that was a hell of a party. Um, I, yeah, I remember the, the movie pass. I wasn't really investing or trading at the time. So I don't remember the stock side of it, just the actual movie pass product. But yeah, let us know in the chat. If you have another favorite stock blow up story. Um, all right, Luke, let's go back to HMY do our quick two minute breakdown on the fund on the financials. Um, that is why I entered this stock today because the financials looked strong to me, but I want to hear your take, Luke. So in two minutes or less, let's go to Benzinga Pro. We'll go to the financials. We'll see what we'll, we'll see how we're looking for Harmony Gold Mining Co. Ticker HMY. Bless you. All right, and I'm going to say this one too, and, and let's look at Celsius for a second after this producer AB because I have some thoughts there. Um, but but generally speaking, I think that that junior miners are sort of tough, um, but because a lot of what you're betting on for for these junior miners is the prospect of of uh, gold reserves, gold that's not getting pulled out of the ground yet, um, but 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 the company had, had basically suspects uh, that that they will be be pulling gold out of the ground at some point in the future. Um, so, so, so that, that, that's why I think junior miners in general are tough, right? I don't have a competitive advantage for analyzing this. Do I know that this plot of land that they have in Nevada is going to produce gold? No, uh, it's sort of like, like the small biotech stocks. I just don't feel like I have a competitive advantage with it for those. And that's why I typically stay away from them. Uh, that said, let's look at the financials. I'm shooting blanks right here. Producer AB, is that accurate or no? Um, I don't believe so. I, we do have no, revenue. Okay, we do have revenue. We have revenue. Yeah. All right, so in our Benzinger Pro calendar, so 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 they are making money. Let's let's run this. They're making two hundred and ninety million a quarter. It seems pretty pretty consistent for at least the last four quarters. So so that's a a billion dollars a year in sales. And I know what you're looking at, producer AB. You're saying they're doing a billion dollars a year in sales. They only have a two billion dollar market cap, so the stock is only trading at two times price to sales, which is well below the S and P average. Um, you know you. Check this one out. $4.4 billion of debt and the company is unprofitable. That's a little bit scary. If we go back to the earnings calendar, we, we see that the EPS is right around break even, slight, slightly negative over, over the trailing year. And they have $4 billion of debt. Um, what we have to look at, and, and let, let, let's, let's just do a... Let's grab a quick SEC filing on this one. When is that debt due? That's my question. Let's see if we can find a quick 10Q on this bad boy. Oh, or 10K. Can you uh, command F 
10 cues. No, they're all form sixes, which is sort of tough. Form six is, is, is the same, same as basically a current statement. Uh, oh, Jesus. That's sad. At a seismic event that caused a fatality. Um, let's just click through a couple of these and see if we can find a quarterly report. Nope, there's their COVID. It might be around here. Let's try two more, okay? There we have a blank. Can we get a 10Q? I don't think so. All right, so I, I, I don't know. Let's see. Just search this one. It looks like it has some comments on debt. Uh, we, we don't have anything on the debt. So, 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 so that, that's the one piece that scares me, producer AB. So, so, so if the company has the, that $4.4 billion of debt, we, we need to look at when that debt is due. Um, if, if, you know, it's coming quick. And the company doesn't have cash for it. Obviously, that's problematic. They're going to have to raise money. Uh, if they are already carrying that much debt, they're already carrying $4.4 billion of debt on a billion dollars a year of sales. I'm guessing that they can't go back to the debt market and take out more money. So, so the way that they're going to have to raise more funds, I'm guessing, uh, is, is via a, a stock offering. Of course, offerings aren't great. So, so, so I'm, I'm giving this one, producer AB, I'm throwing a C at you. Okay. Okay. Not great. I bought the stock today. We'll, we'll, my price target's four dollars. We'll see if it, uh, you know, comes to fruition. But um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's, and I see somebody saying, "What type of Q is that?" What I was looking for was the ten Q. That, that's a quarterly statement. What we have here with this company is is all form sixes, um, and that's basically the equivalent of an eight K for a U.S. company. This is this is a non-U.S. company, so they file form six. Uh, you can think about that as the same as an 8K from a U.S. company. And again, we're getting all this information from Benzinga Pro. So if you haven't already, hit the link in the description for a free two-week trial. Um, you'll be able to go through any stock that you have, financials and forms like that, like we just did, um, as well as stay up to date on any real-time news updates. Thank you for throwing the link in the chat, Mr. Wait, Jacoby. Wait, B. And I actually have, I don't, I, this is rare. I have for the first time on our YouTube a mechanism for people to get a to to win a free year of Benzinga Pro. Oh, really? Should I drop it? Um, have we cleared it with uh, Mr. Weiss and Mallard? Nope. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're 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 soliciting some user feedback. If, if anybody out there is ten minutes, okay, ten minutes slow during your trading day, and you can tell us. How to build a better Benzinga for you, content you like, you don't like, what we should be doing. I have a survey for you to fill out. There's not a ton of people that we're, we're sending this survey to. It's going to be a decent group, but 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 not, not a crazy number. Um, if you fill out this survey, you are entered to win a free year of Benzinga Pro. Okay, Ruel, shout, 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 shout out my main man, Ruel, saying drop it like it's hot. The link is dropped. It would help me out, guys. You could fill that out. Oh, um, Luke, Born to be Free is saying the August 26th one shows financial results from the period to be reported. Um, <laughs> looks like Ooh. Born to be Free was Ooh. doing some, some digging into... 20% uh, different. That's bad. As, as, as somebody who, who, who has to like publish financials for their business, which is me, uh, 
if I had a 20% discrepancy between financials that I report and actual results, I think I would get fired. Sort of someone, so, someone might have screwed up, but that doesn't mean the stock can't go up a little bit. Um, no, but yeah, I, I know um, who some some investor that I really like likes to like search for words like that differ in reports to see you know as a red flag like if it pops up like ten different times and they're having to post um, you know altered numbers in a, def- a bunch of different areas that's a that's a red flag. Yep. Yeah, I mean for sure. <laughs> that's not good at all. Yeah. And Cal, I would say those are all goals of ours. Um, with that being said, our, our redirect on YouTube isn't working right now. So our viewership's a little lower than normal. So if you guys don't mind just sharing, sharing the link to, to this show on Twitter, you know, wherever you are on social media, get some buddies in here, get your parents in here, whoever it is. Um, yeah. All right. How do you like that Celsius hanging out at 90 producer AB? Um, I do know that our good friend, friend of the program, Jonah Lupton, said that he would need to uh, shotgun a Celsius, I believe, if it closed above $90. So um, let me pull up his Twitter, see if he's done that yet. An EDR. Somebody's asking for us to, to reach out to the EDR CEO. I did, Yeah, I reached out to Endeavor. Um, I think Can we I might get be- a quick gut check on where everybody's at with GameStop? I have not been in GameStop for quite a while. And you know I've been eyeing it, producer AB. Whoa, I didn't know Twitter like allows you to put a newsletter in the like a, a product in the top of your thing now. Producer AB, GameStop. Yes or no? Everybody in the chat, GameStop, ticker GME. One if you like it, two if you don't. I have not been in it for a while. I've been eyeing it for a while. I think today is the day to, to hop back in. Catalyst coming up. Uh, the SEC is going to be publishing a report on the short squeeze. That drives some more energy back into it. It gets it back onto to, you know, CNN. And I use just use CNN as the proxy for, for you know, non-financial media. Um, nobody likes it. I, I think I would like it more if I saw it drop down to that 150 range that I'd get in. I know. Wait, we talked about it. We looked at it. We didn't do it. I'm going through uh, Jonah's media posts on Twitter. I see one where he tagged you, I know, Luke. I got to respond. I know. I was just going to say that. I went to the responses and you never responded. I know. I know. Wait, put it back up. I didn't actually read it. I just saw the note. I was at the gym. I was at the gym and I got the notification. And then by the time that I got home, I forgot. Well, now when I, I say got home, you know, the time that I got back to work. All right, GME. What are they doing to evolve their business model to something that is not dog poo? Here we go, Luke. I got it shared now. At Luke Jacoby, lightweight baby warm-up sets. All right, wait, zoom in. How much? What's he got on there? 275? 245, so that's 90 plus a 25. Oh, come on, come on. I know this shit. That's 275. You got 245s and a 25. That's a 275 bet. I was going to do it. It just might have taken me a second. I know, but when you lift, right, you just have all the numbers memorized, okay? Okay, okay. I can count by 90s very well. Yeah, 135, then 225, 315, 405, 495. Uh, hey, how about this one? My, this this kid that I worked with in uh, back home in Missouri, he's like a big, big weight guy. He posted a picture last night on a leg press machine 
with eight plates on one side. The leg press machine is all bullshit. That I know, I know, but still eight plates on one side. So that give me that. Do anything for me? Sorry. I'm just asking you for the number. All right, I don't, I don't know. I can't count that high. You got me <laughs> up to 500 pounds, okay? Seven, seven twenty. All right, you, 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 you have uh, again 135, 225, 315, 405, 495, and you know I'll let you know when I get above 495, okay? All right, bringing up your uh, your screen back up. What are we looking at here, Luke? I'm I'm doing it. Luke's buying some GameStop live on the show. Can we get an air horn for that live trades on the show? All right, nobody likes this trade though. Sometimes those are the best trades. We're making some okay money today too. Already up fifteen hundred bucks. I don't know, guys. Here, here's my thing. It, 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 it's a stock that that has. Oop, we got to verify. We got to get this fill. There we go. All right, we're filled. Okay, it, it's a stock that has a history of popping. I know you all are saying that I'm crazy. Okay, but but if we look at at this GameStop chart, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll go back. We'll, we'll look beyond sort of, sort of the madness period, right? It has a history of popping. It, we're, we're consolidating again, and we have a catalyst, all right? Which the catalyst is the SEC report on the short selling is going to come out that is going to get mainstream media coverage. I'm just telling you, as somebody who's been in the media business for 10 years, it's going to get mainstream media coverage. That's the catalyst that potentially kicks off another rally. Nobody think, likes that trade. I think, I think on the which same... Which is fine. I think in that same realm, Luke, I think SDC, Smile Direct Club, could be an interesting buy right here as a potential short squeeze. It's gotten a lot of coverage as a potential short squeeze, and we've seen some some pops, but not like the big squeeze yet. And I, I mean, I think it might be worth buying a little here because it's so cheap already, and then if it pops, you're, you're looking pretty good. All right, so, so clean balance sheet, $2.2 billion market cap. Like, let's see the sales. But aren't the sales declining? I don't care. No, I, I, I'm not worried about the financials. I'm looking at it for for a short squeeze. All right, it's yeah, all... you're okay. It's a swing trade. It's not an investment. Exactly, and and in that and in that um you know thought process, I almost want the numbers to look worse so there's more short interest coming in. It is a highly highly shorted stock. Thirty three percent. That's a ton. Yeah, it's one of the most trusty Benzinga Pro here. And again, guys, if you scroll back, you fill out that survey, you're entered to win your free year of Benzinga Pro. Okay. What do you guys think about this? Can we get David uh, from carparts.com on sometime in the near future, producer AB? David, I'm dying for some car parts news. Yeah. Yeah, the stock's just been sideways. We had a great run in it, up to 20. And we sold off, and we've just been sideways since then. Can we check in on uh, lots? Yeah, I did not hit that. I talked about it. I don't think we've really missed out on anything yet. Doesn't look like <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> All right, lots. All right, if 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 we're talking about uh, and and when's the catalyst for GameStop to SEC? Uh, they 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 said in the near future. I I don't think we have a date. Spencer Israel, who I see hanging out in the background, he's the one who might have a date. Um, but I don't think that we have a clear date. Somebody's asking for the survey link again. I got you. I'll put it in one more time. 
Okay, it's enter to win, okay? Um, Buying the dip on Hut. Yes or no, producer AB? Is that Pizza Hut? No. Crypto trading? No. No, I like I BT. I, I, like, I don't trade the crypto mining stock. I honestly like BTBT BT, uh, more than a lot of the other miners right now, and that's not just because we had BTBT BT, uh, on the show yesterday. But that the BTBT is like they're they're being undervalued compared to some of their peers to some of their competitors. So I think out of any miners, uh, BTBT Bit Digital is the one that I would own. Here's what I would say for with the crypto stocks: if you own Bitcoin or or any of the cryptos, and and you believe that crypto is going to exist in the future, I think that that there's no reason that you don't own Coinbase for a five year, ten year stock. If if you believe that crypto is going to be going to carry into the future, uh, and, and again you're willing to sit on a position for several years, Coinbase is going to be one of those no-brainer trades. Of course, it's all dependent on on the use of crypto in the future. I think the jury is still out on that a little bit. I'm I'm gener- I'm not bullish, um, but I don't think it's a sure thing. Um, but you're saying but you don't think it's a sure thing that that crypto is going to be around. It'll uh, be around, will, but you don't it, think it'll be as prevalent. Be ten times the market that it is now, ten years from now, I don't know. I hear you. And, and then, and then, if if you think that crypto trading is going to be the future, VYVGF, and and I do own Coinbase and I own Voyager. Um, there we go. I think that th- this is a good trade as well, and the Voyager valuation is so cheap. And yeah, so yeah, we 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 have uh, Benz's world is calling that that huts down on their offering. See, look at this. One of the benefits of Benzinga Pro, I always know what's causing a stock to move right at the top of my page. So oh. so that's the move there. All right, Spencer, yeah. are you on GameStop? No. Why not? Uh, I don't have the the cojones for that. I just did it. I have not been in it for quite a while. Yeah, if yeah, I pull, pull up, well, I'm echoing right now. If I pull up the, the crypto heat map, Luke, we can see real quick Bitcoin and Ethereum both having a nice day. Cardano bouncing back yesterday after uh, a not so great day for Cardano yesterday. ADA up about 6%. Uh, moving over to Litecoin, of course, in the news with the fake press release with Walmart. Litecoin is pretty flat green, but 0.03. That was fake per- news, correct? Completely fake news. That's like the <laughs> the one time fake news is is the most accurate that was the way. Fakest news ever. The most right, accurate way. You guys way. missed it. It was that that Walmart was accepting Litecoin as a payment mechanism. And and actually, I, I was reading more about it and digging into it, Luke. And pretty much every. Um, you know, like any credible crypto journalist out there was like, uh, you know, thought that it smelt fishy from the get go because they're like a big company like Walmart would be way more likely to accept like Bitcoin a- before they do Litecoin. Yes, yes, right. Or if, a pla- if you believe that I did not believe that headline for a second. Yeah, if and then you there was like- that headline. Shame on you a little bit. Okay, we're not going to hold it against you, but shame on you for for believing that headline. And Walmart is Spencer uh, Israel made made Litecoin his main holding after that headline came out. And, yeah, and Spencer, sh- shame on you. It's it's possible that I lost my entire retirement account on Monday. 
It's possible. Um, no, anyway. now, now you have to buy some sub penny shit coin to, to try to earn it back. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Rip, Ripple XRP up about 3%. Um, this crypto update has been brought to you by Voyager. If you go to Voyager and use the code Zing, you will get $50 in Bitcoin after your first deposit of $100 or more and you make your first trade. Um, so, you know, free $50 in Bitcoin. If you haven't done it already, use code Zing. No reason not to. Spence, how are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Yes, guys, if, you, if you're being crypto curious... You literally have to be directionally 50% wrong on your trade just to get back to break even. Okay. Yes, AM, you can throw any symbol you want out there. We may acknowledge it. Um, we may not acknowledge it. We may not. You never What's know, XLM? but you're, you're, you're never going to know. Uh, uh, XLM is a, a Lumina. What? The crypto? Oh, oh. Yeah, Stellar Lumens. Um, wait, real fast. You guys mentioned Hut. Hut did it is is down because they did an offering. Oh, thank you, Spencer. Yeah, they oh, did, okay. they didn't offer. The ninth person who stole us. We got that in the chat. Eight times. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, all right. Spencer, if you if you watch the show, you would know. No, if you watch Pure Market Prep, you would know. Jeez. Wait, uh, we, we we had a question for Spencer though. What, what was it, producer AB? Don't, we actually uh, had one that we needed like some Spencer history knowledge on. Was oh, it? oh, oh, the GameStop. When's the short interest SEC thing? Oh, yeah. When's the GameStop oh, report we, coming out? When's the report coming out? Everyone's been asking that question. Gensler started this. He's the one that said yesterday that they were close. What the hell does close mean? I don't know. Okay, so we don't know. <laughs> I, Spencer, come on. Come on, man. Days. Get get to the get to the bottom of it, Spencer. I'm guessing 30 days. 30 days? I, batting pool. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 19 days from today. 19 calendar days. That's that's a month, right? Yes. Okay. No, no, what, Nineteen, 19 calendar, calendar days. days. Oh, a calendar, month. Oh, oh, count not not weekdays. Calendar. Not market days. Oh. All right. That's mine. I, Wait, I, Spencer. I'm it down Pam- my paper it says LJ Spencer. Call yours. Wait, real Spen- fast. Pamela uh, huts down because they did an offering. <laughs> Thank I, you. I want to tell Pamela that. Uh, wait. When when is um uh the SEC GameStop report going to be out? You say the next Tuesday. That's what. AB says and and Luke says when the the, the nineteen days the okay so producer AB is <laughs> on the twenty first I'm gonna say plus six days I'm gonna say the um oh man I'm gonna say like October eighth um Spencer we got a big interview coming up here in a few minutes with Jason Krantz the CEO and founder of Definitive Healthcare IPOing. Yep today yeah uh, waiting ticker, for it to open i don't think it's opened yet ticker dh i'm sure jason is too which is why he's not wait, with wait, us wait, wait, we have a oh, big no, it uh, open. ipo it did, open. it did open i stand corrected dh just opened why is vz a steaming pile of duke james wants to know also uh scott wants to know why bofa is up 17 percent today uh check your benzinga pro <laughs> And Bofa isn't a ticker. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know what Bofa is. <laughs> B- B- I was literally just like, I don't know what stock that is. It, it, it's not it, a ton it, of stocks that it, I don't it, know, it's right? Bank America. It's Bank America. No, BAC, but he, it's a joke. It's like, so you say, yeah, all right, there we go. We got it in the chat. <laughs> Wait, Spencer, uh, what, what, what's Scott the IPO you. you were looking out for? What was what? DH? DH ticker DH? Delta Get- Hotel? Chat, you guys are ridiculous. Yeah, uh, like, see, this is the thing is like we're, we're trying to like bring on like 
you know, like public company CEOs, and you guys are making like Bofa jokes like in the Scott, chat. Don't be, don't be sorry. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. It's just like, come on. It's a different uh, show, Spencer, than Free Market Prep. Okay. I know, but we're like, like for all we know, like they're watching this right now, being like, "What?" Are and we these? got the I, apes in here as well. Yeah, I gotta hop uh, hop out for a sec. I'll be back in a couple right. minutes. You're in good hands, Singer Nation. Let me know if uh, you know. Uncle right. Spencer. Uncle Spencer says anything bad. All right, one more Spencer. Figure ENG. What, what's the joke there? I, I don't get it. There's no joke. Oh, okay. Stock is up. No, why is it moving? D. Oh, say it again. ENG. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, so, so this is our green energy stock. Let's zoom this thing out. Yeah. Here's a one-year chart, Spency. ENG. Let's let's outsource this one. Going out to the chat. You like EN Global ticker ENG? Drop the one. If not, drop the two. Now I know why I remember this one. This was a hot, hot stock at the start of the year. Spencer, do you like this chart? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> no. Come on, people. Hydrogen play. Christian Gallagher has us. All right. Wait, Luke, did, did we talk about the the exclusives that, that we had in pro this morning yet? We did not. We did not. You want to pull up AMPE, MPO Pharma? Yeah. Every day we're moving stocks, guys. We're moving stocks from exclusive headlines. All right, so check this out. Everything that you see on my screen right now, this is a filtered view, is yeah. news that the Benzinga team originated. That's we're, it. We're, we're, we're going beyond just, just reporting on the news and, and, and making the news more actionable than anybody else. But, but we're actually breaking the news where companies are coming to us and saying, Benzinga, we are going to break this news for you. If it would be helpful, I can talk through how that breaking news process works. Um, I, I've done it before, but but if anybody would like me to go through that cycle, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, but check this one out. Digger AMPE Alpha Mike Papa Echo stock is up 18%. Company announced positive top line results. You know that they have a drug and trial. Trial went well. Um, Benzinga broke that news. Stock has subsequently ripped. Yeah, and it's not just the, don't. Don't don't be like oh no I missed I missed you know it went from uh one what forty to one eighty right oh no I missed it that's only that's only a half of it the other half is is the way down right there's the way up and the way down in this case we've gone uh from one eighty three to one seventy in the last uh what hour or so like there's volatility here there's upside and downside there's action to be had don't just think oh no I missed the rally I too late not necessarily the case. That's why I bring that up. So if you like to short $1 stocks, then, then Spencer will call out the tickers for you tomorrow morning. You, you look. That are I, up 50%. I, I, I didn't necessarily say that. I, I, for all I know, it's, it's optionable. I, I don't know if it's optionable or not. I don't know, I don't know if, you, if there are puts on, if you can buy puts on this thing. I have no idea. But if you're looking for trades, short $1 stocks that are up 40% on the day. All right. You know what? I'm trying to be helpful. Get you're off, always helpful. Get Spencer. off me, man. I'm trying to be helpful here. Shout uh, out James J in the chat. I, I saw I saw people I saw a few tickers in the chat that wait planted cyclist what's your question uh, okay here we go planted cyclist is asking wondering if you think Tesla cat what if you think the Tesla catalyst could be with the inspiration for launch tonight on Netflix wait a minute 
Is is the launch tonight actually going to be on Netflix? I did not know that. Um, so what Planet Cyclist is, is referring to is a SpaceX launch that's going to happen today. They're going to they're going to do like an orbit around the Earth, right? Uh, I I did not did not know it was going to be on Netflix. It's definitely on Netflix. Okay, wow, that's a that's, damn. That's pretty cool. All right. So anyway, uh, the different company, right? SpaceX and Tesla, same CEO, different company. Oh no, isn't isn't Elon not the CEO anymore? Or no, he still is. I don't. I can't even keep up. Um, do I think it's a catalyst? Oh, point surgeon. I'm sorry. Do I do I think the launch tonight's a catalyst for Tesla? No, not really. I don't really either. Nothing to do with the business. Dude, we, we it, just, not, nothing to do with the business. Yeah. And we've seen it before so yeah. many times. Yeah. Right. If, if this is the first launch, sure, I'll give it to you. Second launch, I'll give it to you. But I mean, we, we've just ha- seen the story so many times. That's why I don't think it's as interesting. It's like it's like when Trump took office and he would tweet stuff early in the morning. Yeah. Just me and Spencer Israel, 630 a.m. <laughs> here at Benzinga HQ, barely awake. You know, lights are still off. We're yeah. having our first cup of coffee. Trump would tweet some wild, wild things. And the stock market would react instantly for, for the first several times. And after the first several times, the, it, the, the market just stopped reacting. It, it, it's, I, I use that example because I think it's a pretty white or black and white example. But, but, but it's like that for a lot of catalysts. Most catalysts, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. This is not, in, this is not interesting to me in, in, terms of net, in terms of Tesla. It's interesting if, to me. If, if SNL didn't move the stock, then, then this isn't. How's that? Right, exactly. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, so it's twelve thirty-eight. Our guest, uh, Jason Krantz, will be on. I'm told at twelve forty. Their the IPO, the the it just opened like five minutes ago. So they're still getting things together there. But he'll be on with us. This founder and CEO, of Definitive Healthcare, ticker DH, just had the IPO th- uh, today. We'll have the CEO on in two minutes. We'll have Tim Quast on after. <laughs> What's up? Why are you laughing? Ruel's comment in the chat. Hey, speaking of workhorse, uh, they I know they threw out their thing. It's... Yeah, they threw out the thing. That's tell right. the story. Spencer Israel loves this company. What? When did I ever say that? You interviewed them many times. I interviewed Steve Strader like once or twice. I, I, I... all right. Tell us the workhorse story, Spency. Here's a one-year chart, guys. One-year chart, daily candles. This is what happens when all your hopes and dreams are pinned on one contract, and you don't get the contract. This is the postal service. This is what happens. Which, ironically, Trump sort of, you know, made some issues there, too. Yeah. Basically, Workhorse is going to provide, I believe it was hydrogen-powered vehicles uh, for the postal service. Is that accurate? And now they they gave the contract to Oshkosh instead. Yeah. So they lost the contract. Yeah. Ticker, uh, what is it? OSK? OSK. Yeah. Um, So Workhorse ran into some issues. Here's Oshkosh for you. And what about bros? Can you talk about Dutch bros, please, Spencer? The coffee company? Another yeah. hot new IPO today. Yeah, so I got to admit, prior to Monday, I had never heard of this company before. Yeah, I don't know it either. So, so apparently it's really big in the West Coast. I'm not, I'm not on the West Coast so I, or in the, the Pacific Northwest. I, I, I don't know this company. Apparently it's huge. Uh, all the hipsters, I've never heard of it either. All the hipsters love it. That's why I said, Spencer, can you talk about it? No, uh, no. I, I prior to Matt Hammond on uh, talking about it on Monday's pre-market prep, I, I never heard of this company. Um, but yeah, so I, I have I have no thoughts on the company because I don't know it. But what what did it uh, it IPO today, right? And what did it open at? It opened at um, thirty two. 
So it did get a little bit of a pop because we the iPad. Yeah, it's a nice fifteen percent move. So yeah, the iPad price is priced at twenty three dollars. Woo! Twenty three to thirty six. That's a big move. Very nice. All right, and on that note, Luke, it is just about time for our guest in a minute here, Jason Kranz. All right, that's a good uh, one. Do you, know, you know what this company does? I'll tell you. Walk me through it. Basically, and, they're and, and guys, we're talking ticker DH Delta Hotel. Yeah, basically, they're like a, they're a SaaS platform for the healthcare industry. Hospitals. It's a, it's a good industry, man. I'm telling you. Hospitals, providers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I love the health tech industry. Somebody's talking about Lucid still. No. I've moved on. I'm, I'm all about Yeah, it. I lost interest in it as well. So anyway, so Definitive Healthcare, right? Uh, IPO today. Uh, SaaS platform for healthcare. Let's bring on the founder and CEO right now on the Power Hour. When up oh, and there's Luke. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Jason Krantz, welcome to the Power Hour. Uh, okay, you are the founder and CEO of Definitive Healthcare. I, I briefly explained what you do. I, I described you as a SaaS platform for the healthcare industry, but from 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 your mouth, explain exactly what you do. Absolutely. So Definitive Healthcare plays in the healthcare universe. Uh, the healthcare market is very large. It's a $4 trillion market. It's about 18% of the US GDP. But what makes a healthcare market very unique is the complexity. It's a very difficult healthcare, it's a difficult market to understand and to sell and compete into. So what we do is we create data and intelligence in a platform to help our clients understand and navigate and sell into this very large end market. So what, what kinds of like industry-wide tailwinds are, are at your back right now? There's a lot of tailwinds within healthcare right now. First of all, the market's growing. There's an aging population. It's a great market to be in. But some of the tailwinds that really, really feed into what Definitive does are things like new and changing regulation and the shift to value-based care. Uh, so all of these are creating more complexity in the market. And we provide analytics that help our clients understand how these changes impact their business, what to do about it, and how to make sure that they can be successful in spite of these changes. Can you maybe give us like a couple of use cases of practical use cases and like examples of, of these these you know these insights that you guys provide? Absolutely. So so let's say you're a company that sells MRI machines or X-ray machines. We will provide information on the number of operating rooms that facilities have and how many different X-rays they produce in a given year. And what types of x-rays? So are they, are they complicated? Are they scans? All of this intelligence helps clients figure out what are the size of the markets that I can compete in? Who are the best healthcare providers that I should be targeting? And then we'll provide tactical information like executive decision maker information so they can understand who they want to target at these organizations and what's the best message for them. Can you explain what exactly it was that, that you saw the back back in the day when you were just a startup in your house uh like what what need did you see for 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 this company yeah uh, 10 years ago when i started this company healthcare was already big uh but it's gone undergone a tremendous amount of change over the last 10 years and that's really what's been great for us 
So things like uh, the rollout of electronic health record systems has created a tremendous amount of data in this market. And there's a lot of consolidation happening with this, within the market as well. All of these changes and precision medicine, all of these changes make it more difficult to understand this market. So we continue to grow our platform and now we track every single provider across the entire United States. And we understand how they all link together and keep analytics on the technology infrastructure and what makes them tick. All of this allows people to understand this change as this organization and the industry is growing, how to adapt to that change. Tell us a little bit about what the last year and a half has been like for you. Uh, how did COVID impact your business? Yeah, COVID was very interesting. It impacted everybody, of course, but the healthcare system in the United States uh, almost ceased to continue for some period of time. There was no elective procedures and hospitals and physicians were unable to do anything except work on COVID. So some things that we did that were important is we tried to figure out how can we be part of the solution? So we have a tremendous amount of information and intelligence on the whole healthcare ecosystem that we realize can be helpful to make sure that our country can deal with this problem. So what we did is we actually partnered with the federal government and health systems across the country to create a COVID-19 capacity predictor. And what our data scientists did is they were able to, to model out the potential number of cases of COVID versus the number of ICU beds and ventilators on a county by county basis. So this intelligence was incredibly helpful to the industry as they wanted to figure out where was there going to be a shortage of beds and where did we need to spend time as a country uh, filling that need and making sure that we were able to provide care to those people. Uh, last question for you here, Jason. Uh, sure. you've, got, you've gotten a nice day one pop on this IPO, but why now? Wait, wait, why IPO now? What, why, why go public right now? And why use the IPO process? So IPO is really important for us because as we continue to grow, it's all about how do we find new and innovative ways to help our clients? How can we expand the use cases? They come to us every day and they say, look, we love what you provide, but there's so many other things that you can do. So this IPO, it's just a step in, in this journey. It will help us innovate faster to develop more platforms and more data and more analytics to help our clients overall. And as you think about, you know, taking a traditional IPO front, Definitive Healthcare has a very unique financial profile. So we have a unique combination of really high growth, really high profitability, and a tremendous amount of visibility into the future. Those three things together are rare. They make us a very strong public company. And as a result, the traditional IPO path was perfect for us. I guess I lied. One more. Uh, what, what are the plans for the proceeds from uh, today's uh, offering? Yeah, so the proceeds, we're paying down some debt, but we're really focusing mostly on how can we accelerate our growth through more innovation. Uh, so how can we develop more product and look for adjacent opportunities to continue to grow into? Jason Kranz is the founder and CEO of Definitive Healthcare, ticker DH IPO just a few moments ago or opened just a few moments ago. Jason, thanks a lot for joining the Power Hour today. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, one of many interviews I'm sure Jason's doing today. He's doing the the old uh, IPO car wash, I guess, where they just cycling through uh, a lot of interviews. So we appreciate Jason's time. All right. Uh, we got 12 minutes left. In the show today, let's bring on Tim Quast because why not? Frankly, we don't need a reason to bring Tim on. Let's just bring him on. So, Tim, how are we doing? Good afternoon. Uh, well, uh, 
actually good morning from uh, my time zone but good afternoon good. i'm well thank good you good i don't know if you can see behind me we can't really i'm i'm cast in uh in in sort of uh backlight i know at the moment uh, but we just arrived in steamboat and it's like the whole mountain is full of autumn colors it's just spectacular uh, out there on the uh, Emerald Mountain. So it's, you know, if, no matter what's, you know, what's going on in one's life, you can look at that and it just kind of resets everything. That's it. No, that's uh, what I think. <laughs> that's a lovely sentiment. Uh, not sure what it has to do with markets, <laughs> but uh, it's making me feel good. And good. That, that, that's, good. that's all I can ask for. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling though? In, in, in terms of, uh, the, the markets this week. We're, we're having a nice day so far, actually, uh, but not so much yesterday. So, Well, so, so it's important to understand, and traders, these are things that you have to know about how the market works today. It, every day is not a barometer of rational thought. There, there is context. Uh, there is the movement of money that follows models, all that sort of thing. And, it, and it's important to know that today is VIX expirations day. So, uh, the the uh, so that's that's the you know commonly called the fear gauge. It's the implied volatility of the S and P five hundred, but it's not just that. Uh, the, it's volatility as an asset class, and we've talked about this before, Spencer. That uh, that there are there are now trillions of dollars that try to modulate volatility. How can I achieve roughly the performance? of the S&P 500, but reduce my volatility by 20 or 30 or 40%. And so if you backed up to August 18th, the last time that the VIX expired, that was a tough day. Uh, and it told us that money was coming out of, of, of volatility instruments and, and was going to go back into things that would have volatility. And what followed that was a period of pretty good performance for the fangs, for tech, for things that produce uh, momentum. So what does it tell us today, uh, September 15th, the Ides of September, that it's a good day as the VIX expires? Well, it could be the opposite. It could mean that when there's high demand for volatility hedges, the market tends to do well, but it, but it uh, ironically, proving a thing by its opposite, uh, means the, the, that the market could experience additional pressure. I'm not saying it will, uh, but it's, it's, it's entirely possible. Tim, so that's how I'm feeling. I, I got to ask you about this coming Friday. Okay. Uh, is a big day for a couple of reasons, uh, yes. not the least of which is we, do, we have an S&P index rebalance, which right. only happens, what, like three, four times? Look at my calendar. Four, four, four times, times a year. Four times a yeah. year. Four times a year. So, so it's, it's once a quarter, uh, and and this Friday, the seventeenth, we actually have a few things on Friday. We have a quad witch, we have yep. an S and P rebalance. Um, uh, we I think we have a uh, uh, we have anything with Fitzy. We might have a Fitzy rebalance in there. Anyway, S and P rebalance. Explain yep. the significance to us. Okay, so every every quarter, and there are keep in mind there are there there are hundreds of thousands of indexes run by S&P Dow Jones. Oh, yeah. It's not just, it's, it's and, and FTSE, FTSE Russell runs uh, three, three, 350, 400,000 different indexes. There are 3 million global index products. And so they will recalibrate. That is, there'll be additions and subtractions. 
uh, and the money that is pegged to it. Though, so there are two things that you have to keep in mind as a trader. There is the constitution of the intellectual property called an index. Uh, so in this case, the big, you know, you got the S&P 500, the mid cap 400, the small cap 600, and a, and a bunch of others that will all recalibrate. And so we already sort of know what those calibrations are going to be. So that's one piece of it. Then there is all of the money that is pegged to it. And does the money that is pegged to it continue to do what it did before? That's why it's significant. It's much more significant uh, to, to understand what the trillions of dollars pegged to these things might do. And that's why it's significant. Those things will change and they will behave in ways that are not rational, it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, picking good companies. It has to do with tracking a measure and making sure that your variance versus that measure is 2% or less. That's where you have to be. If you're more than 2% off of an index, it's bad news if you're trying to sell index products. And so that's what's going to play out here, uh, Spencer. Uh, we'll go over the uh, the rebalancing more in detail on I, I imagine uh, on Friday because that's the actual day. But uh, to Tim's right. point, that these are these are these can be big events for traders. Why? Because they cause volatility, right? Yes. There are stocks, yep. stocks going in. There yep. are stocks going out. Everyone that copies the index has to react accordingly, um, right. and that creates volatility, especially at the close, uh, you know, the end of the week. Um, there was a question from the chat here. Uh, Webcoin wants your opinion. Is this an okay, Tim, to sell premium in stocks? Uh, yeah, uh, if, if yes, if you want to, well, let me let me make sure I understand your question. You're selling it, not you want to keep a premium, or are you are you hoping to exercise an instrument? Oh. I want to make sure I understand that. I I I think he wants to. He doesn't. He I, he doesn't. He doesn't want to like. I, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Let me just make sure I'm reading this right. <laughs> he he doesn't want to get exercised. I don't think. Right, right. You want to? Yeah. You want to? Okay. I, yeah. So you want to? Is this a good time to to sell calls so Thank that you, you could keep yes. the keep the premium as maybe uh, as opposed to sell puts? Yes. yes. Yes, and and I'll show you why if you're if you're interested, Webcoin, on why that's the case. But absolutely, and good thinking. When when if it's one of the core things that we explain to people who use Market Structure Edge that when the demand curves in the sectors of the comprising the market or the broad market itself or whatever stocks that you're interested in is rising, that's a good time to sell puts, right? That or you want if you want to keep the premium on a put, do that. When the demand curves are falling, then then you want to sell call premiums that you want to keep the premium on selling calls. So you're exactly right. And it's a good thing to think about coming into options expirations is is supply. And what is the balance of supply and demand as we come into those that period? Because you can look back over the last uh, you know year to date and almost all of the volatility that we have experienced in the market, and it's actually rather significant, has occurred right around options expirations. It's either just before or just after. And if you add that up, we're now approaching 33% uh, declines. And yet the market has done very well. If you look at those periods, so it would tell us, it would tell the prudent, be very careful. I like to portage around these uh, rapids, the options expirations, but you're, you have, you've hit, you've hit upon a very good idea, which is, you, you know, you could, you could sell puts and calls depending on what the supply demand equation is coming into expirations. Good one. Yeah. I think general thumb is, is usually a good idea to sell a premium because these options market makers are really, really good at what they do. 
And yes, they are. Very, yes, they. Very, very yes, hard. they are. Yeah. And let let me show you something here, if you like, Spencer. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen because I, I'll I'll show you something that that we run internally. It's not okay. it's it's not part of the you know the the edge yeah. uh, tool set. It's something from the modern IR side, but it's yeah. it's pretty interesting. So this is this is the S and P 500 data. And, and this is looking at the last week. So here's the S&P 500. And you can see that active investment has become a little bit of a seller. So when that percentage goes up and the market declines, then we know active money is selling. But realize active money is only 9% of the trading volume in the S&P 500 the last week. Where is it all? Right there. So you know, 21% is passive. That's actually down. Okay, so that's telling. If, if people are going to repeg to measures, what you want to see is an increase in passive and an increase in risk management because that combination will point to exchange-traded funds. And those things are down a combined 5%. I'm not saying that we could decline 5 more percent, but if demand diminishes by 5% into a rebalance, it's generally not good. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Now, there's the bit of good news would be that we haven't that, that doesn't indicate selling by passive money. And here's an interesting view. So see this pattern here? This pattern of green and purple bars, that is what exchange-traded funds and indexes look like. And so we always kind of lean to the right. This is why the market has declined. This All this red tells us that the S&P 500 has, you know, over the last five, seven days, closed as, a, as a, in toto, has closed below the intraday midpoint as a group. Well, that's an indication of selling, but it came from, so passive money's already done its thing. All of this index rebalancing that we're waiting for Friday, it's already been done and it took two solid weeks to do. It began at the end of September. Word came out first part of, or began at the end of August, sorry. And then word came out the first part of September what the rebalances were going to be. And everybody did it. So now as we hit options expirations, the only behavior left in the market is the behavior that doesn't want to own anything high frequency traders. So that generally in combination, and I'm not predicting it, that generally in combination does not bode well for the market because the machines move the market in the direction of pressure. So if they see that there isn't any buying occurring, what tends to happen? The market goes down. Once again, I'm not saying that's, that's necessarily the case here, but I will offer a capstone to this. Let's go back and look at broad market sentiment for the S&P 500, we use SPY as a proxy. Well, it peaked back here. It actually peaked on September 7th. Well, that's a good re that's a good time to be out. When market uh, structure sentiment, when the measure of supply and demand peaks and demand begins to decline, what is the likelihood that the market continues to rise? Well, as the statisticians say, a number approaching zero. It's not perfect, but it's a very good indication. And it's still falling. Generally, the market trades between four and six. That's the green and red lines. Yeah. So we are still migrating down. Monday will be very important because new options trade. If, if Monday money shows up and repegs and rehedges, we're going to be fine. If it doesn't, we're going to take a big leg down, I fear. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's, that is the vital uh, crux, the fulcrum that we will watch. Let me ask you a question, one more, and then we got a hot. But um, yeah. uh, only because I apparently gave away really good odds yesterday on, on, on a bet with Joel. Do you think 
we will see at least one more all-time high this year. And we'll call it the S&P. Yes. All right. Yes, I do. All right. I, I do think it's entirely possible. I think generally the supply-demand equation is fine. Right. Uh, and and uh, as, as, lo- as long as demand exceeds supply, <laughs> we're going to be fine. That's it. That's it. All right. How's it going, everyone? Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> Aaron or Rohan, what the hell was that? <laughs> good to see you guys. All right, was that Aaron in the background? Uh, hey, I don't know who hey, that was in the hey, background. Good to, good to see you. <laughs> hey, Tim. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Tim Quas, founder and CEO of Market Structure. Thanks a lot. You got it, Spencer. All right, All right T- we'll see you, Tim. I'll see you next week as well. Okay, sounds good. Look forward. Enjoy, to enjoy Steamboat. We will. Can't wait to get out on the bikes. It's a beautiful day. There you uh, go. I found out. I found out who the mystery voice was. It was producer Rohan, who is still in our stream and didn't know that Rohan look at me Rohan look at me Rohan yeah you know what you did let's go there we go all right everyone have a good rest of your day please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only not for investing or trading advice